0: Welcome to the Friday free-for-all edition of the Nightly Nudge. I got to tell you, Keith, I know you're a big uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan, and a congratulations to all those warriors, those gladiators in the arena of the wild Super Bowl. But let me comment how I have come to love, admire, and revere Chris Stapleton. Yeah. The boy is a country bumpkin down to earth grounded real all-American shit kicker with just unlimited soul. He did one of the finest performances of our Star-Spangled Banner beloved national anthem with such spirit which such believability, the most important attribute of a man is his believability. So from the Nugent family, real music lovers and patriots everywhere, Chris Stapleton, congratulations, thank you, and salute.
1: What an incredible performance of our beloved sacred
0: national anthem.
1: You know what, Ted, I agree, and I was there, and I don't know if you saw it on TV, the Eagles head coach, Nick Serrani actually uh, went into tears Um, during uh, Chris Stapleton's rendition of the National Anthem. And, you know, I love your rendition of the National Anthem, and I didn't know what to expect uh, when he came on stage, although I have seen him in concert with George Strait. I agree with you. It was a spellbinding performance that actually brought one of the head coaches to tears. You know, I got to tell you, I played the national anthem
0: at a lot of be- very, very important, powerful events. And even if it wasn't a very important or powerful event, once I start the Star-Spangled Banner in my, my spirit, um, it becomes a important, powerful event because there is no other experiment in self-government where we have rights from God written down in our sacred Constitution and Bill of Rights what Chris Stapleton projected at the Super Bowl. And again, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I'm just not a fan of that stuff. I'm a fan of the dedication, the work ethic, the athleticism, the man in the arena spirit, and that's all good and uh, to be saluted. But I did catch Chris's performance because I'm not familiar with his music. I think I heard it on a Dodge truck commercial one time, and it was pretty good, it had some soulful, it almost sounded Motownish. it sounded more rhythm and blues than country actually, uh, which is a big salute to his band. So Chris Stapleton's band, I love you guys, you guys got the Motown Funk Brother thang going on. But his performance, and when I play it, I could tell what Chris was experiencing because it happens to me every time. It's literally out of body. I love this country and I love freedom, and I love the foundational values that made this experiment in self-government such a productive quality of life for everybody who came here the right way, that when I start my national anthem, doesn't matter whether it's a high school or a kids' event or for the great President Donald Trump or for the return of flag-draped coffins of our military heroes and their families where the emotion is palpable, I'm not even me anymore or maybe better stated, I'm more me than ever, because the words, the words are great, but they don't encompass or fulfill what America is fully about. But when I play it, I play it so that I am celebrating everything great about America, which is unlimited the greatness of america is unlimited even though we're in tragic treasonous criminal times by our own government and so many americans who hurt each other and scam each other and lie to each other my inner circle with you keith and your family my band my crew my family certainly all my kicking buddies in the hunting camps and the rock and roll world and down at the, the the diners and the cafes and the coffee shops that's what Chris Stapleton projected, the best of America. And a big salute to him and everybody there. I felt emotional too when I play it. When I play it, it takes all my energy, which is substantial, to not become a victim of the emotion and maybe stumble on the phrasing and the, and the lyricism of that song. I have to take a deep breath. Like when I play the Fred Bear song for a terminally old kid, I can't cry. I got to be strong. And that's what I saw Chris Stapleton
1: do that day. And that's why people were so emotional, because he did it believably. It was incredible. I have two other points about the Super Bowl I want to get your opinions on. Um, I was at the game and I didn't see them, but my friends were texting me that there were a few ads during the Super Bowl promoting God and Jesus. And um, it, it was The message of faith was spread out to a very large audience. And then at the end of the game, the winning quarterback of the Chiefs, the MVP, really hero of the game, Patrick Mahomes, immediately gave thanks to God. um, Very faith-filled kid he is. And the losing quarterback, Jalen Hurts, of the Philadelphia Eagles, who played literally an incredible game himself, gave all thanks and glory to god as well and i found that just so refreshing to see kind of a turnabout uh, that it's okay to do that again yet aoc she wasn't happy about the ads she wasn't happy about um using jesus to promote fascism i believe she said um so this is my second point of three that i want to make about the super bowl What's your take on the promotion of faith again at that level and having the highest competitors, the best in the business promoting their faith? Well, I'm a
0: big fan of all things God's miraculous creation, but my favorite part is the middle finger and i know it's hard to convey that a middle finger plays a role in celebrating god but in a world that is against god a world that at the grammys and all these different hollywood and 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 disney world and big tech and academia and the government celebrating evil and celebrating satanism that was a perfect display of a middle finger against evil and celebrating god it was a beautiful moment they did it they did it with class and they did it unafraid. And that's that defiance that made America great. Remember, we were founded on giving the middle finger to the kings and the emperors and the despots and the, and the tyrants. That was the, that's the foundation of america we wanted to be free that's why we wrote the declaration of independence and the constitution the bill of rights it's a nation based on christian values of goodwill and decency good over evil the ten commandments the golden rule being the best that you can be giving being a loving neighbor that's god's dream that's god's miracle and hollywood is against that And Disney is against that and Uncle Sam is against that and Big Tech is against that and Sandy Cortez and her democrat satanist gangs are against that. Here's what they're doing, the democrats go well let me take the devil's advocacy point of view. That's what they are, they are the devil's advocacy so all that celebration of God that was the best part And there's a lot of great parts about the Super Bowl, just that your family was there and great Americans were there to celebrate an American tradition. But that standing up for God, family, country, that
1: was my favorite part of the Super Bowl. That made the bowl super. Now, um... We talked about the opening performance from uh, Chris Stapleton. I know during the game, uh, you actually were texting me when I was in the stands about Rihanna's halftime performance. And I do want to get your take on the music part of that, because you're such an expert when it comes to music. But just as a layperson, one of the things that's standing out to me when I'm looking at some of these mainstream Hollywood musicians at the Grammys the actors the the singers were all dressed in red wearing devil horns and fire and so on is it a coincidence that rihanna came out wearing red someone told me and i didn't have a chance to see it because she was far enough away from me that she had a a pentagram on her belt i don't know the answer to that but the symbolism seemed to strike me as interesting um so i want your take on that but most importantly what do you think of the music part of the halftime performance well the music sucked it was like bad saturday
0: morning cartoon music with nothing relative to my soul music rhythm and blues rock and roll musical dreams however i think the music sucked but you know what i think i thought the production i'm not going to make a comment at the moment about rihanna and her satanic lifestyle but the visuals and the work ethic that went behind that spectacular, coordinated, a dance event—what they call that—a uh, uh, choreography. Do you realize, Keith? Those people, all those hundreds of dancers—they must have rehearsed diligently for. A thousands of hours so i sat back and i had the volume off because i can't stand the music so so to speak i didn't have it off but i had it turned down because i'm waiting for the guitar they actually had a guitar player and typical of the Satanists, they made sure you couldn't hear the guitar player and the guitar player is the most important musician (laughs) in the band even though the drummer was awesome the bass player played really good but they had the guitar turned off which is a crime unto itself that would be the devil's (laughs) advocacy of music but to witness the visual with those elevated stages on those cables and Rihanna's uh, uh, confidence of delivering it with cockiness. I love cockiness, I love middle fingers. Unfortunately, I don't like middle fingers when they're presented by the evil against good. And I'm afraid that summarize Rihanna and that whole genre They celebrate evil against good instead of good against evil. Now, I'm familiar with the Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devil, but I don't think it was a satanic song. I believe that everything Rihanna stands for is really rotten, but I have to give props to the unbelievable effort and dedication, professionalism, and the talent of all those dancers and those those the people that put those elevated stages together and the coordination of the event. It was a visual outrage spectacular and I loved every minute of it in spite of the negative indicators and imagery. The negative and satanic and evil imagery is just a crying shame in America today because it's so prevalent. But I, I was able to carve out
1: a celebration of the incredible spectacle that they did put on you know it was quite an elaborate production uh, before we leave the super bowl because we are on the arts entertainment part of the nightly nudge that super bowl was the third highest rated tv show ever i believe they said about approximately 113 million individuals watched that which is great because i will point out once again my Kansas city chiefs held the Lombardi trophy at the end of the game. Um, But, but, you know, they showed in the stands, Paul McCartney was there, sir, Paul McCartney. And you and I might disagree with him with regard to, uh, Politics. Uh, but man, I tell you what, I'd have rather seen Paul McCartney put on the halftime show. Um, one of my friends sent me a picture of George Strait and said, Man, I wish he was the halftime show. I was like, Yes, I would love to see George Strait as the halftime show. I sent a picture of uh you on stage. I said, Or how about our friend Ted Nugent? He was like, Exactly. I mean, I would love to be in charge of next year's Super Bowl halftime show because I think we could break the all-time viewership if if you and I had some input on that. What do you think, Ted? Well, I guarantee that would happen because just
0: the fact that you had mentioned the name Ted Nugent at the Super Bowl would (laughs) cause the world to just go into a frenzy because real music lovers would just love the living hell out of it and all the left-wing communist Satan gang would just go berserk with their hate and their lies so yeah I'd be more than happy to do that plus with my band Greg Smith on bass guitar Jason Hartless on the drums from Detroit all my incredible songs and yes I'm bragging I have incredible songs (laughs) just to perform dog eat dog or raw dogs and war hogs or or wango tango or I saw a special on uh, Fox News about the greatest love songs of all time for uh, Valentine's Day recently and they, they lied because they didn't even mention wang dang sweet poontang <laughs> clearly the number one love song in the history of music my point being is that I would love to do it because they need some killer screaming guitar at the Super Bowl and since Prince they haven't had any
1: and if they had uh, Donald Trump and Carrie Lake doing the background choreography <laughs> Everyone would tune in. Okay, Ted. Before I let you go today, you uh, have a new guitar lick. Please share. Well, I'm always playing my
0: guitar. I love my programming. Just a kind of a groove thing. I can see Greg coming in, and, and, and Jason. I
1: mean, I, I mean, I got goosebumps. I can see the girls in the short skirts dancing. That's music. You know what, Ted? People all over listening to the Nightly Nudes right now are thinking two things. Number one, that's incredible. And number two, how in the world does Keith Mark get to host that show and have all the fun with Ted? You know what I think I'm going to do because we're trying to get people to join Hunter Nation and be part of the fight. Maybe what we do, Ted, we auction off uh, an opportunity to host the Nightly Nudes one night. Bring their own topic, or maybe we'll let them host uh, three nights. They can do a Thursday, Friday, and on into the weekend edition. Um, Bring their current event topic. Bring their music topic. Bring their outdoor hunting lifestyle topic. And we run that promotion on Hunter Nation. What do you think? I'm ready to rock, Doc. Let her rip. You know, I tell you, Ted, I just got to tell you what a pleasure and privilege it is for me. One, to hang out with you like we do the conversations that you and I have, whether you're driving across your ranch or I'm driving to or from, I mean, people must realize that what we do here on The Nightly Nugent is just an extension of your conversations with me really on a daily basis. I'm sure all your friends, and I'm telling everyone out there that asks me all the time personally, what's Ted Nugent really like? This. This is the real Ted Nugent. Ted, what an honor. Uh, great week. Let's talk tomorrow about a new piece of legislation uh, that our good friend Tom Tiffany in Wisconsin and uh, your good friend, I've never met her, Lauren Borbear in uh, Colorado, uh, about delisting the wolf. Let's talk about that tomorrow on the weekend edition of The Nightly Nuge. My pleasure. God bless everybody. Tell everybody, you know, to tune in to Truth, Logic and
0: Common Sense Orgy, The Nightly Nuge. I'm here for you, people.